Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. American Godcast, a podcast for Stars' American Gods. I'm Alex. I'm Justin, a god. <laughs> I'm Pete. <laughs> and we do a regular podcast called Comic Book Club every Tuesday night in New York live and also podcast on the Nerdist Network. Uh, we're big comic book fans, big Neil Gaiman fans. So we decided to do a podcast for this, even though the show is not coming out for a little bit. This is a preview episode. We're going to have a little bit of a different format once we actually get into the show, and we'll roll that out as an after-show podcast. But why don't we why don't we start off? Should we talk about Neil Gaiman and our experiences and love for him? Sure. So Neil Gaiman wrote the, the original uh, novel that this uh, series is based on called American Gods. And uh, What's a novel? Uh, a novel is like a comic book without pictures, but longer. Weird. So, yeah, it's a little weird. The Doesn't pages are. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's superheroes in it. Oh, yeah. okay. And yeah. when you think about it, gods are like superheroes. They're like the original superheroes. Well, that's yeah. what I... Oh, this is weird, actually. You can't see this because we're on an audio podcast. But when Justin said that, he actually turned his chair around and put his hat backwards. Yeah. And then he started rapping about Shakespeare. <laughs> I, I'm a cool teacher, and we're all going to learn a lesson and make it fun. Oh, boy. So you, Justin, are probably the biggest Neil Gaiman fan that I know. Hell yeah. <laughs> Is that because that? you're a classically trained actor? It's unrelated, but, you know, there's a love of the finer works in life. And um, I've been a fan of Neil Gaiman's comic book work. All of his books, I've read all of them. All of them? Uh, all of them. Short stories, even his uh, series of essays he wrote. Wow. Really? And some of them are just like reviews of stuff I've never heard of. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, cool. You will Is read it... anything by him, apparently. Great writer. Huh. So I'm curious, on the other end of the spectrum, yeah, Pete, Pete doesn't know how <laughs> to read. <Opposite laughs> of Justin in a lot of ways. This is the first time you've ever heard of Neil Gaiman. No, no. Okay. I, I'm a big fan of his short story uh, collections. My favorite oh. is Smoke and Mirrors. Oh, nice, uh, Pete. My favorite story they ever did was the one about <laughs> the, that he ever did. This is another fun fact you might not know is Neil Gaiman is a collection of smaller Neil Gaimans yeah. uh, all in a trench yeah. Yep. Yep. Don't he look under the to, trench. tried coat. to sneak into an R-rated movie once. And that's, that's the biggest reveal of the podcast. Yeah, it was off to the Anyways, races. My favorite story is the one about a little old lady who uh, goes and accidentally gets the uh, Holy Grail from the Salvation Army, and she has to deal with all these knights showing up at her house. That's a good that because the, you would oh. like the idea of knights showing up at your house? No, I just think it's a really cool no, story. Pete's oh, into okay. old ladies. Oh, what? That's weird to repeat. That's not... No, he, he said that. I didn't say that. Yeah, I think I'm between you two guys. I've read a bunch of his comics, been a fan for a while. Uh, I read American Gods. I've read... Uh, oh, my God, I'm 
totally Neverwhere. Neverwhere. Thank you. I've read Neverwhere as well uh, and watched the TV series, the British TV series based on Ooh. it. I know. That's because I'm fancy. Yeah, what a natty little man you <laughs> are. Oh what a natty. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, other than that, um, I, I guess I'm in the middle. Actually, you're a bigger fan, Pete, than I thought you are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan. I, th- I think he's very creative in his writing, and uh, I really like this, uh, this storytelling style. Yeah. So other than that, though, we've met Neil Gaiman a couple of yes. times. Not to, not to name drop. <laughs> cool. Well, we were talking about him. <laughs> we are talking yeah. about him. We so picked up his name and then re-dropped it. Yeah, exactly. We just keep, it's like a Mr. Bean routine. Uh, very, again, very British. Very good reference. Well, this is a very, this is more a What an anglophile you Yeah, are. it is. It's it a very proper, this is all being scored by uh, chamber music, right? Exactly. Live, but you can't hear them because they're super tiny and all in a trench coat. Justin, what is your favorite experience meeting Neil Gaiman? Because I think I know what yeah, it is. Yeah, no, I, obviously, I interviewed him once at New York Comic Con. Uh, or was it? Yeah, it was New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And you guys made fun of me for weeks after. Because yeah. you could, said you could just see the hearts going out of my eyes looking yeah. at him. But to be fair, we were sitting there. The cameras weren't even rolling. He just looks out over the con and is like... Can you believe this is all? He's like has this epic, just like speech. Well, wait, it, we should just to set the scene a little bit. So at the time, we were doing video coverage for Newsarama.com, right. and they were set up in one of these sky boxes at the Javits Center. If you've never been to the Javits Center, you can probably imagine what they are. But they're big glass boxes that look out on the entire convention floor. <laughs> So we're sitting there. It's pretty private. It's pretty quiet. But you can see everything, the bustle that's going on on the con floor. And we're sitting there. And every single time guests would come in, they, instead of coming to talk to us, immediately would just go look out the window like it was a candy shop. Yeah. And it was awesome. So Neil Gaiman just gesturing out. You were sitting... I remember this so clearly. You were sitting, uh, if you're facing, if you're the camera, you're on the right side, mm-hmm. and he was on the left side. And I don't know, were you in the room at no, the time, Pete? You were not in the room. I, for some reason, was sitting on the floor in the middle. I don't know if I was You were like answering tying bad questions or giving or him a massage something, or something like that. But I was, I was sitting on the floor on the other side of the cameras watching, and that's definitely, I've never seen... <laughs> including photos of you and your wife that much oh, love cool. in your face. Oh, cool. man, cool. you're an asshole for saying that. <laughs> I That's was, a fucking I was glowing. Just... I was glowing. And so Neil and I, I mean, we obviously didn't work out. We did have a couple kids together. What did you say, though? What did you say? You guys didn't say that part. He had this whole speech about how, like, he can't believe, he couldn't believe how far comics have come and how uh, when uh, back in the old days when he was just, because he was a journalist first um, and got into comics sort of uh, after he'd done that for a bit and just watching the the space fill up uh, as the day was going, it was just uh, something that was super exciting for him. Yeah. Well, what about you, Pete? Do you have a Neil Gaiman experience? You know, uh, the closest thing I came to meeting him was a picture of our friend uh, uh, who got to meet him. He gave him a sign that said comic book love, and he held that up and then took his picture. So That's right. That was pretty much in our first year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was cool. Was... That was our first uh, encounter with him, technically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was... So if you don't read comics... You probably don't know about Sandman and Sandman Overture, which was the prelude to that. Uh, but that's the Ooh. probably the seminal, one of the seminal comic book series, one of the best comic book series that's ever been released. It's about the Lord of Dreams uh, is 
uh, returns after many, many years away and what happens there. I mean, that's essentially very simplified, but it's an incredible series. Um, it's the pantheon of gods, right, uh, exactly. very similar to the show American Gods, that um, we see their internal lives and their struggles yeah. over the course of a series of like great uh, genre storytelling yeah, arcs. It's and incredible. And if you haven't read it, definitely pick it up. Um, years later, he revisited the series and did a, a series called Sandman Overture that touched on some stuff that was left open from the series, but technically took place beforehand. And DC had an event in New York when I, I was doing uh, press for MTV uh, where they invited a couple of press people to go meet with Neil Gaiman and eat some Sandman cookies and chat Ooh, with him on the record about the series coming out. Uh, and that was cool enough, but then what's a we, Sandman cookie? It was it was like a cookie made out of sand, like a pecan sandy. Yeah, it was like a pecan sandy, exactly. Uh, and it had a little bit of sand in it, so that's it was gross. Gritty. It was yeah. pretty gross. It was a terrible event. So <laughs> it wasn't. It was great, but they okay. gave us some separate. I don't know time. what to believe anymore with you. They had gave us some separate time to talk to Neil Gaiman, and when I sat down and asked him, there was the Sandman omnibus was sitting in front of us, hmm. uh, and I asked him. I honestly do not even remember what the question was because I asked him some question about something in Sandman and he said, oh, well, let me show you. And then started to flip through the entirety of Sandman and just read it to me, which uh, very I cool. don't even remember what he said because the entire time I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I so feel we're you. all in love with this, uh, yeah. with this man. And that's the end of the podcast. Um, please, Neil. Come come back to us. We we miss you, babe. And you know, we all love you. Yeah, little uh Justin Neil and Neil Justin. <laughs> yeah. They miss their dad. They, 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 yeah. So okay, that's they, our experience with Neil Gaiman. Uh, but what about American Gods? You I I've read it, Justin, you've read it. Pete, you've read the first issue of the comic book. Yep. So you're That's plenty. You're kind of our noob. Yep. As huge. Yeah, as huge. This is great. We got a dynamic going. We do. We have a <laughs> traditionally known as chemistry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, let me say, though, yeah. of all of uh, Neil's books, American Gods, not one of my favorites. Really? Oh, yeah. Boy. It's generally like it was his definitely biggest seller for a long time, was a huge book for him personally. But I'm a much bigger fan of Neverwhere mm-hmm. and uh, his short stories. And American Gods, I was like, oh, this is good, but it doesn't have the same pull as some of his other work. Well, so why don't you establish what the plot of American Gods is for those who don't know, for those who watch the show? And then explain, I'm curious why you don't like it as much. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't, it, I read it so so long ago, so I feel like maybe I should reread it to see if, uh, yeah, if maybe, maybe I've back. changed. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's better now that you reread it, because uh, you've changed. I Maybe I changed, yeah. yeah. Have I changed in like 15 years, you think? Nope. Uh, yep. Thank you, Alex. Uh, so the main character is a guy named Shadow. Uh, we meet him. He's in jail. And uh, he starts to get mixed up with uh, some strange folks that turn out to be gods. And he, uh, I mean, I guess we don't want to spoil too much, but he gets sort of used and, and uh, pushed in a bunch of different directions, meets a lot of old Norse gods, uh, of different pan- gods from different pantheons, and then starts to encounter new American gods that are a new emerging set of gods. Right. I, and I have a question. Yeah, Pete. Uh, at what point does he start like realizing this is i'm not dealing with humans anymore because shadow i'm assuming is just a regular dude it takes i mean we'll get into this but it takes a while there's a lot of mystery in the book at least there's a lot of information that's hidden i think we'll get to this when we're actually talking about the show but 
I, I finally read the book knowing the show was coming. I think oh. I read it about probably eight or nine months ago, something oh, wow. like that. So I already knew the show was coming up. And it was really interesting to read it in that context, wondering how are they going to do these reveals? There are things that in books on the page work because you don't know what the characters actually look like. But when you yeah. see them on screen, it doesn't work the same way. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Now, why didn't you like it as much? Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, I never, this was, it was a second book. I think I said that and uh, Neverwhere was such a, like a world that I felt wrapped up in that I'd really went along with a character. I feel like shadow is a tougher character to get in his head. He's a bit gruff. Uh, he's pretty, um, he's stoic. He doesn't give a lot. And so maybe that was, I didn't identify with him as much. Um, and I think it is like the, you're, it's a coy story. You don't know what's happening until like a certain point in it, as opposed to feeling like a grand adventure. Yeah. Neil Gaiman's book, Stardust, which was also a movie that feels like you're at the beginning of this grand adventure. There's all these unique characters and you just follow them on their journey. This is a little more dense. The thing that's super interesting to me about the series to that point is the first season is only adapting the first third of the book. Yeah. So it's at least a three season story. Oh, and boy. the first third is a lot of setup. I mean, yeah. stuff happens and cool stuff happens, but they're gonna, they're gonna have to go game of Thrones style and mix it around somehow. I think to make it exciting as a TV show. One does feel like that's what stars is doing with this show. It's, they want it to be their game of Thrones, uh, with it's a, a, an author that a lot of people know. They have a great cast assembled, both the main characters and some of the guest stars and recurring characters. God, I hope it's not like Game of Thrones. What are Why? you talking about? I don't like Game of Thrones. What? What don't you like about Game of Thrones? We're learning so many negative things about you guys on this podcast. Uh, well, that <laughs> intro is super intense. Uh, it's like, <laughs> Wait, oh, can I ask have you ever watched past <laughs> yeah, the intro? Yeah, yeah. How well, far past? I've watched the whole first episode, uh, <laughs> and then I've tried to jump in at different times, and it is really Jesus upsetting. Christ. <laughs> that is a, a lot of show to weird, jump in at separate times. It's a lot of weird incest. Like it's just very it's backwards. I'm sorry. Did you just fast forward to the incest parts? No, is that what you did? Fast forward. What am I at? 1987 VCR. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you I are a 1987 VCR. Yeah, I don't know. If you aren't, why have I been blowing inside of you? This <laughs> oh, yeah, so that weird. is a question I've had for a Ooh, long time. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I do think they're going to build out the world. That, I mean, we can get back to Pete's odd fandom uh, <laughs> later. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like Game of Thrones. That's just crazy. They threw a kid out a window. I mean, that was first. You ep- only was, watched the first, watched episode. first episode. And then I watched another episode where like these brats are having an argument by a goddamn river. And it's just so dumb. I'm like, why is anybody into this? Is yeah, you need to watch to I feel like commit and some and then, like a dog episode? dies. It is heartbreaking as shit. It's a wolf. It's, it's a, a dire wolf. wolf as yeah, as it's, a a fact. Wolf. it's a wolf. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, right. Pete. It's Watch a little awful. bit beyond. No, well, fortunately for this show, American Gods, we're going to force you to watch it because we're going to be doing this podcast. But what I was saying is, I think they're going to build out this world in the same way that Game of Thrones really expands, really expands on the universe of uh, George R. R. Martin's. Uh, <laughs> no, Neil Gaiman. Huh? 
What? I was talking about the same way that Game of oh, Thrones okay. expands on George R. R. Martin's universe. Oh, I thought you were saying American Gods, the TV show, will expand on the universe of George R. R. Martin's Game no, of Thrones. We're cutting. We're, super interesting. We're cutting this part out. And we're definitely not. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Let's let's actually talk about the cast and crew because it is sure. so ridiculous. Yeah, you, let's get into the crew. So yeah. I mean, I let's like talk the guy. About the key, the, key grips. I want the key grip. The guy running the dolly is like oh, just killer. It's you just want to talk about great smooth dolly work. Uh, I mean, this is going to be some of the yeah. best you've ever seen the, in television. Just to check, the key grip is the guy who holds everybody's keys while they're shooting, right? Yep, that's right. Because yeah, you want to make sure everyone drives pervert. home safe. I didn't say it was a key party. It seemed like you were wanting it to be a key party. It okay, often do you want me turns... to keep blowing in you or not? Uh, great point. What the uh, fuck? So we have... Uh, some of the bigger names, uh, Crispin Glover is playing one of the main characters in this show. <laughs> you started, it's interesting that you started with Crispin Glover. Well, Crispin Glover's a, uh, he's, he's from, an international he's superstar. In, well, he's <laughs> a famous actor. He's a weirdo. Uh, yeah, he's a weirdo. It's just of all the people in the cast, it's funny is that you started it, with Crispin Glover. He's a creepy, Glover. thin man, right? Yeah, he's in Back yeah. to the Future. You'd probably know him from Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Yeah, yeah. thank you. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm talking that's about. What he said, get your goddamn hands mm. off of her, Biff. <laughs> You're right. That just uh, kind of blew my mind a little bit. That's yeah. pretty good. It, it will never strike me as not weird that he played the most straightforward, nerdy character ever in Back to the Future. Yet and then was later revealed to be a, a crazy person. Weirdo. Yeah. Uh, Which well, I would start with Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Ian yes. McShane is playing Mr. Wednesday. He's one of the two main roles. He's the guy that essentially gets the plot started by palling along with Shadow Moon, who's played mm. by Ricky Whittle of the One Hundred. Uh, was didn't get a lot to do on that show. Like he he was on it for a while, but he didn't get it to do a lot. So it'll be really interesting to see him as Shadow Moon because. Yeah. He is such a blank slate, and that's essentially what Shadow Moon is in American Gods. Right. But, man, Ian McShane and Mr. Wednesday is perfect. Yeah. Absolutely I think, perfect. I mean, it's just great. Ian McShane is such a good actor. Uh, Deadwood uh, it was his, like, big, big, not I guess not break, but, like, he it brought him to, like, international stardom. Are oh, you talking about the dude from uh, The Girl Next Door? <laughs> that guy? What? I don't even know what you're is talking about. Is he in about. Girl Next Door? Yeah. Seriously? Uh-huh. Are you thinking of Emile Hirsch? Is that who I'm thinking of? No, yeah. no, no, no. No, I'm talking about the bad guy in The Girl Next Door. Was he the bad guy in The Girl Next Door? Yeah. Huh. That's really interesting. Are you going to check that really quickly? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, definitely... He's been in movies since 1962. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll also mention just a little plug because I plug this whenever I can. There's a show called Kings that was on for like eight episodes that Ian McShane starred in that was a loose adaptation of the David and Goliath story. And oh, it's wow. bananas and so good if you can find it. It's excellent. It's so weird and it's great. Wow. Um so he's in it. Uh, Kristen Chenoweth is in it. She's playing Easter. Uh, who else is in it? I'm blanking on the rest of the cast. Um, uh, well, I mean, if you want to get into some guest stars. Yeah. Well, so you got uh, Pablo Schreiber, who I don't know if you guys saw uh, 112263. Uh, he was very good in that. He played a uh, guy who assassinated JFK. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh uh, yeah, that was uh, Mad Eye Mooney, I believe. <laughs> For some reason, Lloyd Bridges got stuck in my head, and I couldn't get <laughs> oh, it out of my head. It was oh, it was Andrew Lloyd Webber. I'm uh, sorry, yeah, there that's we go. who it is. Who assassinated uh, so JFK? He's in it. Uh, wait, go back to the cast list. Who okay. else? Oh, thank you very much. Uh, so we got Emily Browning. Uh, we got Ian McShane, we mentioned, Ricky Whittle, uh, Cloris Leachman. Peter Starmar is another one. When I heard that uh, as, how do you pronounce it? Chernobog? Chernoborg? Uh Yeah, that sounds right. Chernobog is, is He's correct. 
perfect for that as well. So I'm really, really excited to see that. Jillian uh, Anderson as media has been uh, a much hyped um, role. Yeah. And of course, Corbin Burnson finally making that comeback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, talk about comebacks. We have Dane Cook. Yeah. That guy. Wow. Remember him? Yeah. Pete's gonna, Pete was a huge Dane Cook Fuck fan. Fuck you. So, well, his uh, early stuff was pretty good. That's what I'm saying. You're yeah. a fan. But You're, then he blew up. In okay, his... quick ranking for me. Dane Cook, Neil Gaiman, the first episode of Game of Thrones. Well, we all know how that's going to go. Game nope. of Thrones is the bottom. Then... Uh, then Dane Cook, then the other one. Like a lot of America, <laughs> like a lot of America, you rank Dane Cook above Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh my God! All right. Uh, well, the his early great. stuff was good, man. His early stuff was really funny <laughs> versus the early stuff of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't go. I couldn't make it through a whole episode. Here's of Game what of I think you should do. I think you should compare. Uh, late Dane Cook versus late Game of Thrones. I mean, what about that episode of Tourgasm where Dane Cook kicked a kid out of a tower? <laughs> you should watch that episode, Pete. Oh, man. Then he had sex with his sister. It was oh, pretty gross. It was gross. Yeah, tried to blow at her to get her to work and everything. Yeah, yeah. well, cool. <laughs> really into Brian Fuller is behind the scenes. He's the showrunner on the show. Yeah. That is the thing that gets me. That's the almost... crew that you wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's the crew that I wanted to talk about. Not okay. the key grip, though. I'm sure he or she did an amazing job. We'll uh, find out. We'll sure find out if somebody, if their keys are jangling around in their oh, pockets. I mean, stop. come on. So Brian Fuller did Pushing Daisies. He did Wonder Falls. He did Hannibal. Uh, he's done tons of other shows. He used to work on Star Trek back in the day, but yeah. he's awesome and he's the perfect person to take on this material i'm so so excited to see what he does with the show because uh very similar to like vince gilligan on better call saul and uh breaking breaking bad oh my god lloyd bridges lloyd bridges (laughs) (laughs) pop culture robot malfunctioning yeah pretty much uh he just has confidence. Like he knows what he's doing and he goes for it. And I'm yeah. really excited for that. From the, some of the promo shots, it does look just very composed. Like it feels like it's going to be pretty dark, but uh, just beautifully made. All right. Well, I think we can move on with our next segment. We'll try to make this a regular segment, which is Godmail or Gmail for short. Yeah, yeah I think that'll that's probably a work. good way to do it. So if you guys have questions for us, you want us to answer on the podcast, you can hit us up on Twitter at Comic Book Live or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash comic book club. Pete? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I never say that part, so I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. Uh, so we got a couple of questions for this first one on Twitter. Nice. Uh, I think we kind of did this, but uh, Reed asks on Twitter, explain the premise of the show. The commercials haven't got it across. Ah. So I, I think we talked a little bit, but do you think you could do a pitch line for the show, like a short, punchy pitch line for what the show is about? Yeah. yeah. Make it punchy. Make it punchy. Yeah. Um, a, uh, a man who's uh, run out of options in his life um, takes a chance on a strange opportunity and it really bites him in the ass. It's <laughs> a terrible pitch line. <laughs> the old gods and the new are battling in America and stuck in the middle is one ex-con named Shadow Moon. That's spoiling so much, though. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It I mean, not really. They're going to establish that I mean, pretty early on. In the first issue of the comic, I was already kind of driven mad because I was screaming at the panels like, don't do this. Why would you say yes to this? Well, well, you'll no find one's out. ever come up and offered you like a magic beans or like a weird thing. No. And, and but you, if someone did, you'd be like, no. 
Do you still have your cow? Yeah, of course I still have my cow. Oh, okay. You got to sell that cow for the magic beans. Yeah. How's that milk no, tree? I've never yeah. Well, let's talk about the commercials for a second. How do you guys feel about those? Because I, I've loved them. Like, I think the trailers and everything that they've showed off is so stylish and weird. And I get the idea that it hasn't really sold the premise of the show. It's more sold the tone and the feel of the show than anything. And to me, it looks really cool. I try to avoid commercials at all costs, so I never watch commercials. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on cool. to another question. Cool, uh, man. Josh Golden asks, oh, actually, not really a question, but I'm super excited to see how they do the climax since the attraction is in my hometown and I used to work there. All right, well, we'll Ooh, get back wow. to you, Josh, in about three years on that, yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, Josh has another question, though. Uh, who would win in a fight, Mr. Nancy or Spider-Man? Huh. I'm going to go with Spider-Man. So, Mr. Nancy is played by Orlando Jones. Does that change your answer oh, at all? Oh, man, I love Orlando Jones. Yeah, who would win a fight, Orlando Jones or Spider-Man? <sighs> I mean, uh, does Mr. Nancy have powers? I don't, I, do we want to spoil this? No, I, I, I feel like we should... This is a preview episode. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, ease up on talking so much yeah. about it. Are you talking about in, like, uh, quippiness? Orlando Jones is super quippy. Very. Yeah. He's, He's equipped... To quip. Yeah, yeah, he's a super funny guy. <laughs> he is yeah. a great guy. I love him in a lot of roles he's played, but Spider-Man level quippy? I don't know. Oh, man. What do you think, Justin? Orlando Jones or Spider-Man? Uh, Orlando Jones. Yeah, you're going to go with Orlando Jones? Yeah. That's nice. All right, guys. If you have questions, you can hit us up, as we said. Uh, we also have email live at gmail.com. Um, before we go, a couple of things to plug. As we said, uh, we'll start posting episodes right after the show premieres on Stars. So check back either with our Comic Book Club podcast feed, or if we get it set it up in time, it'll have a separate feed on iTunes, so you can check it out there. Yeah. Uh, also, we have a Patreon because we do this show and a bunch of other shows. They're free to listen to, free to check out if you come see it live, but it does cost us a little bit of money to do patreon.com slash comic book club what else do we want to plug pete friend us on facebook so you get to know about the guests we have coming up on our show follow us on twitter at comic book live as we said check us out at comic book club live.com or live in new york city on tuesdays and uh, always remember worship your gods Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.